2: Tom Bernard Show with
0: co host Catherine Brandt,
2: Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Belina, Tevin Pittman, and downstream from Kevin Roftoevash Basham, D, the Heckmaster.
1: I like it, it works for me. it's been good <laughs> It's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen been good and how do they contact you
3: and uh e- either through our website which is minnesota personal, minnesota personal or at 800-770-7008 michael bryant
1: bradshaw and bryant due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by walzer automotive on tom bernard podcast you hopefully know that walzer sells cars what you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com.
2: Hollywood.
4: Hollywood Hollywood.
0: That was a little off.
5: Catherine's <laughs> singing Hollywood <laughs> in here, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Oscars now are down... Talking. 4% not from no, last year. Not Oscars, Grammys. Oh, yeah, well, we but, should, yeah, but yeah, the Grammys
0: just happened.
5: Oh, wait, the so... The Oscars haven't happened yet. Yeah. Oh, so Beverly's going to be talking about... Because we have a guest in the second hour who's going to be talking about the Oscars, but she's I guess she may... she's doing it preemptively.
0: Well, she's going to be talking about the history of the Oscars mm, and some other stuff about the Oscars. Exactly. And have... when? Next hour.
5: Next hour, no, or the I final mean, hour. When's
1: the Oscars? March. March. Oh. oh, They oh. happen in March. Kristen is with us to talk about the fact that the lowest-rated Grammys of all time <laughs> happened this year.
4: Indeed they it really did. It's too
1: bad, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's, it's really too bad because Bruno Mars is a supreme talent. Yes. Seems like a really good guy. I don't, is he as good a guy as he seems?
4: <laughs> I've never interviewed him. I love his music, though. I love one of my favorite Super Bowl halftime shows was the one that he did um, several oh, years absolutely. back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so much fun. Like, such an entertainer. I mean, I would think, mm-hmm. because no one's ever going to be Michael Jackson, but I feel like he's the closest to, like, having that full package that Michael Jackson did with his music, the dancing, like, the full spectacle.
0: Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah,
4: I, I, we're never going to have that again, of course, but uh, he's the closest. That's what I always think. But it, you know what? The Grammys, let me tell you, it was. it's one of those things. They're looking for the demographic of 18 to 49. 18 to 49, especially if you go, like, 18 to 30, they're not watching TV, people.
5: Yeah. No, they're not. They're not watching television.
4: And they're not making it Mm. available to people who have cut the cord. Like, you have to go and subscribe to the CBS app or something like that. Mm. I don't understand. And I still don't understand this. When CBS is technically free, if you have an antenna, why can't they stream it free and you still watch commercials? Because you're still watching the advertising.
5: I know. Just like make a CBS.com streaming section or something. I don't get it.
4: Yeah, because they make the Super Bowl available. Why can't they make Grammys, Oscars? Because I think that they would get a lot more eyeballs.
2: Well, it's it's no different than uh, the uh, uh, hardware or when we want to distribute software or music as software. On CDs, the industry just does not want to move. It does not want to move because it doesn't uh, follow their profit model. So just like uh, places like uh, Musicland and most of the music sales or or, uh, CD sales in Target or Best Buy have just shrunk to virtually nothing. You know, this is the same thing. It's this, this inertia is just too great for them, and they and these people who really are older that are older white guys that are running most of these companies just don't want to. They don't want to rock the apple cart. They don't don't have that uh, intestinal fortitude, and they'll be pushed to it. And they'll either uh, move and be successful, or they'll just go away. It's just going to go away. 18 to
5: 49 was down 24%.
0: Oh, yep. my God, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. That should be a wake-up call but Yeah, right there. it should.
5: It should, but it won't be. Now, what I wanted to talk to Kristen about is this.
1: So you have Bruno Mars, and you have, uh, what's, what's Ms. Cabello's first name? Camila. Camila. I thought she did yep. a, a very nice speech about the fact that her parents were dreamers and, and things worked out really, really well. But people hated the Grammys. They said it was, they call it, uh, well, Melina, get ready to edit. They called it, I'd say, move on from this shit show. That's what they called it.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't really of understand some from people saying, like, I'm tired of entertainment shows politicizing things. But I'm like, then politicians can't talk about art and music. Because I'm like, then, you know what I mean? Like, everyone has to be able to talk about things. Um, And I think, especially when it comes to dreamers, I, you know, I have a friend who's a dreamer. And I mean, right now they are sitting here living in fear of whether they're going to be able to stay or not, Um, whether their family's going to be split. And I think having a voice for that, someone like Camila, like it humanizes it. The more you know someone, the more you understand and have some empathy, because my friend was brought here at three. He had no choice. You know, what is he going to do, leave him behind and he gets a job at three? That doesn't
2: work out. Right. So, but, um, it, it's, but as soon as they, as soon as he came here at three, why didn't his family immediately start the application process for citizenship and moving in those that, that direction in a in a continued ongoing basis? Unless unless it was their intention to go back to where they were from and where they're from—Mexico or Central America or South America or China right. or God, you know, a thousand different places—you know why didn't they start that process immediately so that they are in the pipeline for citizenship? Was it never I their can't big that for his family? Yeah, that's
4: a great question. I can't answer that for his parents however he's here he's very successful in the entertainment industry he's paying his taxes he's doing everything that he's supposed to following by the law he's not a felon or anything why can't he where he wasn't able to make the decision why can't he stay
2: because he didn't just start the process i mean that's kind of what it is he should have started the process when he was 17 16 we became successful last year two years ago he just hasn't started that process that's the important key question
0: well, that's what they're trying to get done is yeah, they're trying so. to figure out how to keep the, you know, in my opinion, anybody that contributes, they should be fast-tracked at, to citizenship. Well, If you're not yeah. contributing, then get the hell out.
1: Yes. They're doing $1.8
4: Yeah, if you're a felon, come on. I mean, there's no reason to keep felons here. Like, I get that. And exactly. Not contributing to the tax system and everything else, again. Right. That's not fair. But the people that are doing, taking the steps that they're supposed to, you know, and they, mm-hmm. you know, he's got an immigration lawyer. He's doing what he can. However, you know, you've got an administration right now that is sort of on the fast track to getting them all out of here.
1: Yeah, um, he, he hasn't I don't lived know about in Mexico. The...
4: He has not lived in Mexico. I mean, he lived until he right. was three. So
1: right, but I mean, the the deal on the table is 1.8 million get to stay, which is 100. Uh, that's a million more than than the 800,000 Dreamers, right?
0: Yeah,
4: that's is. what they're saying. What we're saying is that's saying that everyone, that the uh, House and uh, Congress actually all agree on this. The Senate, I mean.
2: So I think we can all agree is that if you have a tax return and you're an immigrant, however you, well, you got here legally, illegally, walked in, sailed in, God knows how you got here. If you have a tax return, well, let's get you going. Let's get you on a fast track to become an American citizen.
4: Absolutely. I don't think anyone should disagree with that. There's many people, though, that that do believe your parents brought here— you hear illegally whether you're paying taxes or not too bad. There is a lot of that going on, and I will tell you, it's because they just consider it all illegal immigration.
1: Right, right, exactly. But, I mean, we're in a situation where a guy, a guy like Bruno Mars, uh, a guy who worked very, very hard, he was, he was like a bar singer for the longest time in Hawaii, from what I understand. This guy worked and worked and worked. He has his big night at the Grammys, and it seems that no one can be happy for him. I don't really understand that. The guy is a tremendous talent, and... Everybody's upset because because Kendrick Lamar didn't win and Bruno Mars did win. I don't understand that.
4: Well, there was a big backlash because only one female won during the uh, televised broadcast. So there was a hashtag right. going around social media: "Oscars so male," <laughs> not Oscars. Sorry, mm-hmm. Granny so male. Wrong, wrong award show. Grammys so male. Yeah, and, well, um, you know. and so there was a call. Like they, they asked the president of uh, the recording industry. Look, why did this happen? And he was like, The women need to step up and, you know, get their creative juices flowing and that's completely insulting because women are working just as hard as men, maybe even harder. Um, they used to have individual categories where it was, you know, gender based, male and female, like the Oscars. Um, there's a call Mm -hmm. maybe to do that again because the females are not being recognized. And you can't control how people are voting, um, you know, once they have the ballot in front of them. But I will tell you that When the Oscars were presented with this, when it came to diversity, they started changing the face of their membership in the last three years. They invited more foreign members, because obviously foreign film is a big part of the Oscars. They invited more women, they invited more people of color, and we're starting to see, we're just starting to see some changes in some of the categories. Um, where it's a little bit more fair and balanced and representing what the entertainment industry looks like more. And I think the music industry needs to take that same
1: hard look. Well, all industries need to take that same hard look, I I think, uh, it would seem to me. My problem that I have is uh, because of social media now, because of Twitter and because of Facebook, I can't watch football without demonstrations. I can't watch the Grammys without demonstrations. I can't watch the Oscars. Is there any chance I could have a nice time and enjoy some downtime, some entertainment without politics getting involved in it?
4: I'm going to say, and I'm just I'm throwing this out there: as long as Trump is in the White House, probably not. Why not? Uh, I Why, think what, is, is, what does
1: Trump have to do with the NFL?
4: You know, well, you know what? He chimes in on Twitter. He sits there and well, says, "I know that." that you're there, right. You're right. Yeah, and that's what he makes it a, a, about him. So, in some ways, because they are protesting protesting black lives matter um and he is saying that they're not respecting veterans and they're like wait a minute that's not what our um protest is about so he sends a mixed message to his followers who are going to believe him uh, you know every step of the way and uh so then the whole thing becomes convoluted and everyone's fighting and then you lose the real mission of what Colin Kaepernick started
1: you know what's amazing? Well, what Colin Kaepernick started as a way to keep his job for an extra year. He has no interest in anything other than himself. Colin Kaepernick's a fraud. I mean, he knew he was going to get cut, and he started doing this just so they couldn't cut him. The second they could cut him, they cut him. You did notice that. So, he I mean, did. that aside, I'm not but saying— i I'm not saying—
4: I'm going to say, in his defense, he has been donating a lot of money to charity— he is putting his money where mm-hmm. his mouth is, which is more than I can say for other people who are, you know, protesting and things like that. Right. So he at right. least
1: has done that. You know what's interesting about this, Kristen, is I try to do an entertainment show in the morning, and try—I try literally try to steer away from politics on this show and the morning <laughs> yeah. show. I can't. Yeah. I no. cannot steer away from you politics because that's all that's going on now. But if, if you... I 100% agree.
4: Yeah, and I just want to say one thing, like. We've been talking a lot in the last couple of days, too, about Scott Bayo and whether, you know, he yeah. allegedly molested his young co star. Of course, Scott is a big Trump supporter. So then it becomes a political thing, thing that the, you know, the liberal base is trying to smear Scott Bayo for supporting Trump. So I understand. Like, this is all, everything gets mixed.
2: But if, if you, everything, if you, if you look back in entertainment, for uh, let's start with Shakespeare. It always, it always speaks. It's part of art speaking to politics, to the current cultural and political things that are going on. So whether it's poetry, whether it's film, whether it's novels, whether it's plays, live performances, music, it has always done that. It has always done that. There's been the protest in music forever. So you know we've always had politics in, uh, in, in media. And in, in films. Uh, and, re, and remember, the whole protest started uh, during Barack Obama as president, not during, not during uh, 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 Trump. 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 Yeah, when,
4: when you're talking about Colin Kaepernick, absolutely. Um, but when you're talking about, I'm going to say the Time's Up movement, completely 100% came out of Trump and that Access Hollywood Live tape So everything sort of mm-hmm. comes out of, you know, each administration has their thing. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, there's a great piece that appeared in uh, on QZ.com, which is Quartz Quartz News Services. Don't know much about them, but I did like the piece. And here's the problem that we have. We talked about this um, yesterday a little bit, but didn't really have time to, to get much done. But I and I can't really start the the story right now either. But basically, what this story talks about is the fact that because of uh, the internet because of social media, because of Facebook and because of Twitter, people want to think at the same rate of speed that the internet does, and they can't do it. In praise of slow thinking in the internet age is the name paradoxical knowledge in praise of slow thinking in the internet age. People, because of the speed of the internet, because we communicate so quickly now, I mean, we just blast our ideas out there. That we don't pause to think and consider what we're saying, what other people are saying. There, there's no time to sit and wait anymore. We just wh- whatever whatever comes up comes out, and that's not how people used to be.
5: You'll never get anyone to admit that they don't think about what they're saying. I know they but. all think that they have thought everything through and everything they say is the absolute objective truth. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot but, like a po- I mean,
2: like a podcast. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you saying? Well, not this podcast. <laughs> no, not this but podcast. social we, we media think... becomes dangerous
4: because people screen yep. capture it even if you delete it, and then they use it against you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I haven't been on it in years and years. I haven't been on uh, Twitter or, or Facebook in four, over four years now.
0: I mean, the fact to, to me, the fact that the pet rock became a nationwide sensation mm-hmm. just proves that people really don't think about anything. <laughs>
5: it was ironic
1: <laughs> yes it was ironic <laughs> Our life is I- ironic now life is ironic and the other thing i would consider is and and dr bashan would know more about this than anyone else because i don't i don't think you have to deal with them necessarily all that much but because the, the network news is owned by pharmaceutical companies now. They have every commercial. They own the news. They want people to not sleep. They want them to be uncomfortable. They want them to feel a lot of anxiety because they make billions of dollars off it. They own the news now. We'll be back. I'll read that story right after this Tom Bernard show.
5: I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company.
1: If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best, and don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Bello. Yep. Yeah, she had, a, she had a nice speech. I mean, what I saw of it anyway, because they edited it and put it on the television news. I didn't watch the Grammys. I just saw it on the news, so I'm sure it was edited, so I didn't see the whole thing. But what I saw, they did a nice job editing it. Uh, again, from QZ.com, paradoxical knowledge and praise of slow thinking in the Internet age. We live in an opinionated time. Between a relentless news cycle and deep ideological divides, we feel pressure to take positions quickly, often on stories that are still developing or on topics we know little about. If we don't come to a quick conclusion and choose a side, it can feel like we're letting the proverbial bad guys, whoever they are in a given case, win. Thus, an opinion becomes a moral imperative, an act on behalf of humanity, or at least on behalf of whatever cause we support. Consider the past month's debate over the shitty media men list, a shared Google document created in October that compiled anonymous allegations. Now, these are anonymous allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault against specific men in the profession. After reports circulated that the list creator would be named in an upcoming essay for Harper's, writer Moira Donegan decided to out herself as the woman behind it. In an essay for The Cut, Donegan admits that she didn't fully consider all the possible consequences of creating a document that transformed a whisper network into written word. Was a she a moron? Re- uh, well, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Everybody just runs their mouth, and they don't know what the hell they're talking about.
5: I didn't think a list uh, that basically slanders tons and tons of people would have any effect. Yeah, yeah
1: that, how did that turn out to be a bad thing? <laughs> She lost her job, as did some of the men on the list, and she found that she had no control of the circulation of the list or what, what was done with it. Many have been quick to defend Donegan for creating the list, while others like Andrew Sullivan criticized her for it. At the risk of ending up on some bad list myself, I propose that Donegan's experience proves that slow thinking is the antidote to the information age. I want to read that again. Uh, At the risk of ending up on some bad list myself, I propose that Donegan's experience proves that slow thinking is the antidote to the information age, something we've been talking about on this show for at least a year. Think about what you're saying or what you're tweeting or what you're posting on Facebook before you do it. That's it. Just slow down, take it easy, relax, and then move forward from there.
0: Well, it's that instant gratification.
1: Yeah, that, you're right. That's the that's problem. Exactly
0: like I is. said, it it just it just feeds into the hyperactivity that we're experiencing today.
2: And, and it's ignoring the uh, long-term implications of doing something like this, and what what's going to happen a week from now, six weeks now, a year mm-hmm. from now. That is, it, it's it's everybody seems to think only about two, a week ahead or maybe minutes ahead, particularly with, with uh, social media. But if you start thinking long term, and I see I run into this all the time with, with regards to informed consent in medicine, is that when I'm talking to a person about breast implants, short term, one implant makes sense. Long term, no one would buy that implant. Fascinating kind of a thing. two implants make more sense? That? Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or <laughs> We're not just getting one done. Or the, or the standard maybe, joke.
0: Maybe that's, the, maybe that's a new trend. Yeah, Who or, knows? or the three, yeah. but one on the back,
2: and she's a lot of fun to dance with. It's right. a, that, that's a terrible joke, terrible story.
1: Yes, it is. Well, that's not a terrible story. <laughs> Distance and time provide perspective. This is very important because yes. I'm going use an example here. Distance and time provide perspective. To embrace slow thinking is to allow for shifts in opinion when we're not in a rush to reach a conclusion or take action. We're free to explore ideas and change our minds or just be deliberately undecided, having no fixed position, which seems unthinkable on the Internet. See, there it is. It's unthinkable on the Internet to not have a fixed position. Is actually yeah. a liberating way to navigate the world. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Jay Z. There, there's a guy named Van Jones who just got his own show oh, on yeah. CNN because mm-hmm. I do watch CNN and I watch Fox and I watch MSNBC and I watch I watch them all. HLN, all of it. And there was a person on there. Uh, well, it's Jay Z. Was the first guest on the Van Jones Van Jones show was Jay Z. Was that a good decision? Do you think?
4: Uh, you know, anyone I, have an opinion I, I watched, on that? Yeah, I mean. It's weird to be asking Jay-Z strict political questions when he is right. a music entrepreneur. I think had the, um, the majority of the interview been about music and then it sort of dovetailed into uh, a little bit of politics, I think that would have made more sense.
1: Okay, now uh, here's the deal. And I'm not taking a shot at liberals. It just happened to be on CNN. CNN viewers were watching it. There were some CNN viewers that decided they would like to see Jay Z run for president. Now that <laughs> was not slow, slow thinking. That was very quick thinking, right? Very yeah. fast thinking. Very. And the reason I bring Does that up. Does
4: anyone know is his background?
3: Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. was former problem. yeah drug dealer and grew up in the mm-hmm. rough streets of New York.
0: Yeah, well he's been. He's been photographed Mm -hmm. punching people for taking his picture.
1: Two people. He punched his sister-in-law right in the face, and there's a video of it from an elevator. He also punched a 12-year-old girl in the face because she tried to hug him. Mm -hmm. You want that guy to run for president, huh? Instead of saying, Jay-Z should run for president, slow down. (laughs) Slow down and do a little research. Find out what the hell you're talking about. And then if you still want him to run for president, good for you. But to just, because what you you saw on television on the Van Jones show is something you liked, to jump from that to he should be president yeah. is psychotic. You know, and I'm not painting Jay-Z as the worst human being. He's just one of the worst human beings on the face of the earth. You know, <laughs> Tevin wears a 5%er uh, medallion as well, which proves that black men are far mm-hmm. superior than everyone,
3: that like everyone else. That is true. Yep, that and our athletic ability.
1: <laughs> well, that was, <laughs> that's hard to die. Oh, by the way, I heard a great story this morning. I don't know that I can... I can repeat it very quickly. Uh, Craig Gass, who's a very, very funny guy, he came on and he said that Adam Sandler claimed uh, when he was shooting a movie with Shaquille O'Neal that he wanted to... Because Shaquille said he had to take a shower. So Adam said, I just had to sneak in there because I just wanted to see Shaquille O'Neal's package because he's such a large man <laughs>
4: oh my that, God.
1: Uh, that he said, I just have to see it. <laughs> He got in there, and this very large man, a man even larger than Shaquille, this bald guy, chased him out of the room. Said, get out of here, get out of here. What are you doing? He's taking a shower. Get out of here. Okay, so Shaquille comes out of the shower. He's fully dressed now, and he says, Adam, what's wrong with you? And he goes, man, I didn't know you had such a big bodyguard. And he goes, I don't have a bodyguard. He goes, there was this huge man, this huge bald man that was standing in front of the shower, and he chased me out of the room. He goes... That wasn't my my bodyguard. That was my penis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lord, Lordy, help us. Now, that's a great line. Oh. I'm sorry, but that's a great line. I think you line. have
0: to be a male to
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
2: yeah there But they're, I guess what we're saying... Well, that's mm-hmm. where it starts, that, that, that male dominance, that, that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that male privilege that we all have. Ooh, there's another one, male privilege rather than just uh, white male privilege. See, what do you think?
1: <laughs> um, so what... All we're saying on this show is, and all this this article is saying is, just slow down. You don't have to react immediately. I think people think that if they don't react immediately, they look stupid. And, yeah. and it's the exact opposite, actually. If you react too quickly, you look like a moron.
0: Well, if your life is about getting as many comments on it, yeah. on you know, on a posting, yeah. whether it's Instagram or whatever it is, it, that's that's what's going to get the most comments, the most likes, the most feedback. Is, yeah. is just parroting something that's really trendy that day. Yeah, the
5: fastest and most bombastic opinion you exactly. can get. Exactly. That's yeah. the only one that matters on Twitter. And I don't and then think they have anybody around
0: all day long.
5: And I don't think anybody actually wants Jay Z to be president they just like when i saw that (laughs) interview and he articulates
3: himself very well in that interview and then you hear donald trump talk like an idiot half the time and then they're like well we just want somebody that can put it together a sentence that'd be good
1: i mean i understand that position but again distance and time provide perspective distance yourself from the van jones interview do a little research and provide perspective Uh, To embrace slow thinking is to allow for shifts in opinion. When we're not in a rush to reach a conclusion or take action, we're free to explore ideas and change our minds or just be deliberately undecided. Having no fixed position, which means it seems unthinkable on the Internet, right? Not having a fixed position Mm -hmm. is actually a liberating way to navigate the world, to not have a fixed position on everything, right? Right.
0: Well, not everybody's an expert on every single topic, but you sure it does seem like they are.
2: <laughs> you
3: it does. Of course.
2: I I think it's for for personal comfort, you need an instantaneous fixed position just to be able to make decisions and run your life. But long-term and over time, your position should change based on new information that you learn or experiences or a lot of things that can uh, affect that and or your own personal health can affect, you know, how you approach things. So yeah, instantaneously you have a position, but then over time, you know, liberating yourself by being able to change your position or change your opinion or mean, you know, is, is very important, very important.
1: Which I don't think you can't do that on Twitter and, and no. Facebook. Oh, the no. problem is if you change your mind on Twitter and Facebook, you look like a moron. Yeah, That's why just don't jump on there and start tweeting. Things. Our president does it, as Tevin pointed mm-hmm. out. I wish he wouldn't do that because he looks like an idiot yeah. sometimes. It's like, No, you can't really believe all, that. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. I would like, agree with you.
4: I, I wish he had someone on his team tweeting for him, just you know, stating some facts. Uh-huh. Like today, we passed this bill, but he's offering opinions sometimes. That I'm like, you make me like like you less and, less and less and less and less with each tweet. It's it's he's really hard to even like listen yeah. to anymore. Like you know, tonight's the State of the Union, and I feel like. As a, as a person, I should be, uh, of the United States, I should be paying attention to this. And I don't even want to listen to her for an hour. I can't even... Mm, I understand that. that.
1: Yep. It is good to not settle into a set of opinions. Is it, a mistake to put, uh, it is a mistake to put forth effort and obtain some understanding and then stop at that, advised Yamamoto Tsurotomo, uh in Hagakure, or the Book of the Samurai. A guide compiled in Japan in the early 18th century. Learning is something that will never stop for your whole lifetime. Do not rely on following the degree of understanding that you have discovered, but simply think, and this is the most important line in the story, this is not enough. You can't just jump to conclusions and say, that's it, that's all there is to it, that's enough. What's not enough? Uh... I just think the world would be a much better place if we focused on real education and not teaching politics and hatred in our schools, which we do now, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, hatred in our politics. I would like to see an even keel politician, Democrat, Republican, independent, I don't care who you are, step up and say, whoa, 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 why don't we all just slow down here? Slow down. Let's take a look at what's really going on, and then let's make some decisions from there. I would like to see a woman, man, whomever, it does not matter to me, run for president in a few years that says, slow down. That's not enough. Take it easy. Think about what we're doing here. Uh, and, and if the Republicans say I'm an idiot and the Democrats say I'm an idiot, let's think about why they think that. What, what do they gain from me being an idiot? What, what do they gain from telling you that I'm an idiot, Right. Because we don't even think about that. Why do these people all say such hateful things, these these politicians? Because they make money from doing it. It's all about lining their own pockets with money, right? Yeah, seems that way.
4: It does, and you know, this is an opportunity for moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats to really step up and shine, and nobody's bothering Absolutely. And I was like, why Why do you think that is, though? I I don't know, because I'm like, you are just like sitting back and going, okay, just let everything happen.
1: Yeah, I really wish they wouldn't. You're right. I wish the moderate Democrats and the moderate Republicans maybe could come together and form their own party or something, whatever they can do. Uh, Look back at history. Um, You know, what I'm talking about is a history of thought. You look too far back in history and it's like, oh, my God, it's hideous it's a, you know human beings are imperfect there's no question about that so if you look too far back at too much then you go oh god what but horrible mistakes remember, we made
0: rem- remember we were watching what well, we were watching something that said in spain in like the 1600s fake news
1: started yeah yeah 1600 in spain Andy, you know that. Do you have that
5: in front of you? Well, yeah, I was talking about the black legend, which that's basically what it was. It was anti-Spanish fake news because Spain was, you know, in the process of... Well, Spain was basically the America of the time. They were a massive world power that had influence everywhere. So people just started making stuff up about it to discredit it, and it
1: worked. So fake news has been around now for about 400 and some years.
5: At least. At least 400 and something. I'm years. sure people were making up crap long before that. That's just the earliest example I know of.
1: Yeah, isn't it sad that fake news has been around probably? Well, first of all, Cain and Abel was probably fake news. <laughs> well, I mean, it probably was, right?
0: Who knows?
1: Cain and Abel, one of them got some fake news, and it didn't work out too well.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody, calm down, take a breath, think about it, do some more research, get off your ass, do some study, and we'll live in a much better world. And we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first My Pillow, and I I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My Pillow is offering a buy one My Pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is. Why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code Tom. Again, please use promo code Tom. That's promo code Tom So we were doing some slow thinking during the break there. So very slow. So very slow, and we <laughs> contemplated. And we realized that we wanted to talk to Kristen because I'm I'm breaking from tradition. I saw three movies <laughs> over the weekend I actually liked.
4: Three Unexpectedly. Movies? Wait, at the three? What?
0: No, we saw uh, no. the screeners. It was all my screeners. Oh,
1: okay, what screeners did you think? We... Well, I'll start. I'll start in one place, but then we want to finish with, with the with the last one we well not the last one we watch, but well, the uh, last one we watched was the Big Sick, which was an okay movie. It wasn't anywhere near as good as everybody said it was. I
0: liked it. Oh, it I thought it was, was good. good. I liked it. Yeah. I
1: it was. It. it was okay.
3: I liked
0: it. I liked it too.
1: Yeah, it was a good movie, but it wasn't nowhere. It wasn't anywhere near as good. It was nowhere near as good as everybody. Oh my God, it's, well, it's ground breaking. He's
0: not an oh, actor.
5: God. No, he's not an
0: actor. You know, that's the whole thing. If you just take it for what yep. it is, it just helps. Well,
5: it's like helps. Seinfeld was not an actor, no. and that uh, show was no. pretty big. And he still isn't, I'll tell you that. No, he's
0: <laughs> <laughs> not an but actor. The story is so here's where we start and and yeah. the story
4: was well-written. And, you know, also, I saw it in the middle of the summer when it was, like, all action blockbusters, and then here comes this little, small yeah. film, and yeah. I was like, it was so uh. refreshing. It was awesome. Like, I was like, this is what we need more of this yeah. summer besides, like, you know, the Star Wars and the superheroes and everything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, see, I could see that now. But because I, I thought, oh, this is an okay movie. But I, hearing your opinion now, I it changed my opinion a bit. You're right. If it was out against a bunch of science fiction and superhero movies, then I would have gone, yeah, this is really refreshing. Yeah, it was a palate right. cleanser so for the
2: right. summer. <laughs> The palate cleanser.
1: The palate cleanser for the summer. There you go. It's a
0: nice sorbet.
1: So we'll start with a movie that was released to Netflix on Friday that I absolutely loved. It's not for everybody, no doubt about it, but I adored the man. It's called A Feudal and Stupid Gesture. It's the life story of Doug Kinney, who started National Lampoon Magazine. He's the man who wrote Animal Animal House, and he wrote uh, Caddyshack. It was a great movie. If you're not into that, you'd hate it. Well, you'd probably go, this is really stupid.
0: They're probably still some of the most quoted movies around.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
4: is it a now, documentary or is it a,
1: a, a biopic? That's a, that's a biopic, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good. Um, Will Forte plays Doug Kinney. Thomas Lennon plays Michael Donahue. It's all the people. Basically, what happened was it's very clear in the movie, and they don't try to avoid pointing the finger at all, That uh what's his face that runs Saturday Night Live?
4: Lauren Michaels. What's his name the Canadian? Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels.
1: Stole he stole every idea that Doug kenny ever had and turned it into Saturday Night Live. He stole the actors from Doug Kenny. He Mm. stole the ideas from Doug Kenney. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But the greatest thing in the movie is Thomas Lennon playing Michael O'Donoghue, who was one of the original National Lampoon people. Um he, was, he said, today is a sad day, because Doug Kenny was in Kauai with just kind of hanging out with his girlfriend, wife, whatever she was at that, because he had been married a couple of times. But he went to this beautiful mountain and watched this waterfall, and the next thing you see are his glasses and his tennis shoes, and that's all that's sitting there. And you realize that he jumped off the cliff and killed himself, which he did in real life. Jeez. And so the next thing you see is Thomas Lennon, has and if you don't know who Thomas Lennon is, he played uh, was it Felix? Yeah, he played Felix on the Odd Couple TV show. Oh, okay. He was also the cop in uh, what the what the short shorts? Remember in in oh what's that TV show? Oh, Reno nine one one.
2: Reno nine one one. Yes, <laughs> Officer Dangle.
1: He played Officer Dangle. That's that's Thomas Lennon. Okay, so in any case, uh, you see the tennis shoes, you see the glasses. Doug Kinney's gone. You realize he's jumped off and killed himself, which is what happened in real life. Absolutely. And they flash to Thomas Lennon, and Thomas Lennon says, as Michael O'Donoghue, I'm very, very sad to hear that my friend Doug Kinney slipped and fell to his death while looking for a place to jump. (laughs) What a brilliant line. Brilliant. So we start there. I loved it. Not for everybody by any stretch. But if you're uh, an Animal House, Caddyshack, National Lampoon fan, I think you'll love it. Because it tells the truth about the whole thing. It's a very, very truthful movie. Then the That's next one, great. Catherine, was what? Uh, you'd, love, you'd love it. Kristen.
0: Well, we we watched um, The Dressmaker.
1: Dressmaker. That has
0: nothing to do with... No. Like, The Oscars or anything. It's a two year old movie.
1: An Australian movie from two years ago starring Kate Winslet and Liam Hemsworth and and Judy Davis. It is phenomenal. So funny. Great movie. Very funny, very sad, all the rest. Oh, I know. The cast was brilliant. Really good movie. But the one that just killed it, and you told me that I'd love it, Kristen, we watched I, Tanya. Oh, God, what a movie! What a movie! It was so
0: good.
4: Alice and Janie come on with a parrot on her shoulder. <laughs>
0: Absolutely Amazing. fabulous.
5: Well, while we were watching, I looked up a picture of the actual mom, and she was she was wearing <laughs> that fur coat with that with bird on her shoulder.
4: <laughs> and that's why they show all yeah. that documentary footage in uh, at the credits. <laughs> I interviewed uh-huh. the um, editor this weekend because the ACE Awards, the Editors Awards, were this weekend, and she said the story is so fantastical that we decided to add the real footage of like Sean the Bodyguard, like saying like I-, I was actually a spy and everything. Because yeah, was trained in counter
5: espionage. Yeah.
4: Yeah, how it crazy the story was. So um, that's why they added it to go. Actually, this really did happen.
5: Yeah, because I would not have thought that that he actually had said, you know, I was trained in counter espionage, despite the fact that he's like a, just uh, some three hundred pound guy living with his mom. Yeah, it, but he it, really did say that.
0: It, it yeah, that character, yeah, that character seemed made up for sure. It
5: did. Yeah, no, it's real. He's
0: totally realistic. What was uh, so amazing about that movie to me was, um, I mean. I remember thinking that she did it, or Everyone she told her, she did it. and and they said that the press got it all wrong and just everybody was against her. And, I mean, the woman had no shot with the people that she was surrounded with. No. I mean, everybody. And, well, she wasn't exactly the brightest bulb on the planet, but I haven't seen anything about her, except for that she does some commentary on, what is it, America's Funny? No. no. America's uh, uh, Dumbest. America's yeah. Dumbest. Which and has
3: been I
4: canceled.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you just you just look at her and you think, oh my God, she's such a sad mm. character, you know. It's and, true. and this her movie, life is a tragedy. this movie showed why. I felt really yeah. bad for her, to tell you the truth.
4: Well, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to give uh, a little bit of empathy uh, towards Tanya in her situation, so that you understood where she came from. All she knew was the cycle of abuse. So she went from a, a, an abusive mm-hmm. mother to an abusive husband because that's what she was used to that's what her brain was programmed to however right. on the right. flip side the skating community has been very upset about this movie because they're basically <laughs> saying you know what Tanya well and, and this is true and and they gloss over this Tanya did know about this and originally the plans were to like cut uh, Nancy's Achilles tendon uh, not to mm. just whack her in the knee God. i mean they and they were also right. they originally looked into killing uh, Nancy so, and, and wow. Tanya did have much, much more awareness of this, and she's never taken ownership of it, even though she admitted it way back in the day that she did know that they were going mm-hmm. to do this. So, you know, now if she gets to rewrite the story, and she gets to go to the Golden Globes and be a little bit of a hero. So I think some people that are on Nancy's side, and, and I totally get this, they're like, come on, guys, you can't be, like, making Tanya into a hero because she's not.
5: Oh, and I, I didn't no. see her as a hero at all. No, yeah, I just saw her as just,
0: like, a sad...
5: Person. She was a tragic figure, not a yeah, hero.
0: Yeah, yeah, tragic figure, just surrounded by people that just didn't even know how to help her or what to do about anything. Right, exactly. Um, so,
4: her circumstances sunk. But it's like if you saw her yeah, at the Golden sure Globes did. and Allison and Janney like, was praising her in her acceptance speech, that's when people
1: to getting
0: their uh, feathers ruffled. Mm-hmm. Right. I can see that.
1: I will tell you what, though. If you'd been punched as many times as she was punched oh by everybody God. that came near her, mm-hmm. yeah. your brain would be a little rattled, too. I'll tell you that. My God.
0: Yeah, that just, I mean, good Lord.
1: Her mother punched her in the face. Her husband beat the hell out of her constantly. It was just horrible yeah. stuff. Yeah, how
0: about when her mom finally came to her house and said some nice things oh, to her? Oh, God. And you're um, like, oh, yay! And then and it's like
1: you can't say what happened. Spoiler to alert,
0: it's like boom, boom. You could, it was just heart wrenching.
1: So, yeah, thank you, by the way. Yeah. yeah, so Kristen, you were right. You said I would love it. I, we absolutely, Andy and Catherine, and I yes. all, we just loved it. Wonderful, Yay. yeah.
0: And I was so shocked, I was so shocked because I thought, eh, I'll watch it, but I was just surprised at how well done it was. Yeah. And, and the, um, Actress that played Tanya, she actually learned how to skate yeah, that Rob, well, yeah. or did they do yeah, some? She, uh, yeah,
5: she trained for four, like, I, th- I think it was three hours a weekday for four months. You, you know, can so. skate
0: that
4: well? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> well, she, a lot of training. No, no. She didn't do she didn't do the triple axles and stuff. Because no. Well, think, not the triple axle, no. Yeah, she can do the basic stuff, but she was not able to do any of the, the big jumps, which they cgi did okay. Most women, even in the Olympics today, still don't do a triple axel. That's how talented Tanya was. And it's kind of sad that, like, so much of it was squandered, which is really, you know, you think about what could have been. Had she had the right family, the right support, the right coach.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, how about the fact that she was so poor she had to use a bent skate and then try to land a triple Mm axel on a skate that Blade was bent? <laughs>
5: like, my God. Yeah, you think at the Olympics they would have, like, you know, standardized equipment so everyone was in an even playing field. Somebody's got to pay for it. Well, they, they, I think sport. the Olympics makes enough. It is. It is a rich sport. You're absolutely right. And she yeah.
0: wasn't uh, wholesome enough to have endorsements yeah. from day one.
4: No, nope, And she wasn't, God, you know, I, she was scrappy and she was athletic. And Nancy was, like, long and lean and had Vera Wang dressing her for her skating outfits. Just a oh, totally God. different situation. And Nancy's from a blue mm-hmm. collar family herself and she's actually kind of scrappy but they were able to create the package and the illusion that she was a total ice princess.
0: Wow. Oh.
4: So,
1: there I, you go. I, I just think it's great that finally after 5 years I agree with you on a movie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> five years. <laughs> five years. I feel like we saw
1: something else too. We did see something um, else. We saw a lot of really good movies.
0: Oh, the water thing.
1: Oh, shape, shape of, water. of water. Shape did of you water. Like that? What do you
0: think Tom oh, was
4: gonna god, say? Hated you hated
1: it? I hated that oh I hated favorite it so much.
4: Movies. I loved it. Well I don't I like
1: science it. fiction. Uh, I don't like I
4: don't science either. fiction. That's why I thought it was such a good surprise.
3: Oh god. I'm I still hated thinking
0: it so much. whether I like it or not. I'm I'm still on the fence.
3: I say slow thinking is the seen, way to go. Have you guys
4: seen <laughs> Slow thinking, <forward>? yes. Slow. <laughs> yes. You oh phenomenal. No, I hated that. Fantastic. I hated that. What? No, awesome. I couldn't stand it. Hated it. You know why? All I right, you're back on like, my
1: bad list again.
4: Bad, I know. I just had to, I had to flip, it around, flip it around again. But um, oh God, that's the so thing. Three billboards is up against Shape of Water. Those two are going to be neck and neck for Best Picture for the Oscars. They're s-
1: really? so
0: completely different. I don't yeah. even know how they can be in the same category.
1: You didn't like the I way know. they were talking to each other and the names they called each other in three uh, billboards outside no, Ebbing, Missouri? That was tough.
0: <laughs> here's, here's what I didn't
4: like. This is what I didn't like about it. It felt like a Coen Brothers movie, but it wasn't a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. It felt That's like true. I had already That's seen the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel fresh. Oh, yeah. It didn't feel interesting, even though the performances were outstanding. I'm not going to sit there and take yeah, anything were. away from what Francis and Woody and Sam Rockwell did. They were all great. But the story yep. just, I was like, I've seen this before.
2: It, you know, I, I would loved say, it. I would say the same thing about The Shape of Water. That character was uh, one of the characters out of the Hellboy movies, the science yeah, fiction or, character
1: black lagoon creature from the black lagoon yeah kind of that. Here's, that the mm-hmm. here's the problem i had here's the with, problem i had with shape of water so you're a janitor and you get to come and go in secured areas where a creature is being held but you mop the floor so you can come and go as you yeah. wish and feed home. eggs to a creature
0: It's, it's before homeland security honey
1: yeah <laughs> it's yeah, a different nice world. security,
5: <laughs> <Nice> security <laughs> you got there
4: you guys, she's mute. She can't tell anyone
2: anything. She can write it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, she
5: it. couldn't write it. Yeah, write it down or take a picture, but
4: <laughs> or sign it. <laughs>
2: she's it's mute, dry.
5: and also she had no hands. You see, we have a hard time
2: suspending reality, and that's my problem. That's exaggerated. Yeah, I got to suspend the reality. You got uh, to be. You have to be. You'd be talked into yeah. it. So you have to be talked into it by the movie. That's the key to. uh, pleasing everybody on that
5: i I mean they could have just made it so it's like you know she's you know an fbi agent or something investigating the creature or trying to learn about it well why janitor that doesn't that doesn't would not have access to a creature like that
0: well because she was she was uh, it was because she was sort of downtrodden and and treated badly is why she would love the fish so that
2: so that's the political aspect the political commentary
0: I think that's oh. the romance part. Well, mm-hmm.
2: the political
1: commentary is that all straight American white men are horrible. Well, they human did beings. have that. Too. Of
5: course, they did. They Every one of them was
1: that. a horrible person, <laughs> except for the gay
0: guy. Oh, which,
1: well, I said straight American <laughs> yeah. white men. Okay,
3: oh, hey, there's one less in the world now. Uh, the breaking news was that uh, another person from Glee has died. Mark.
4: Yep. Yeah, Mark Salling. What? what? Yeah, that
3: show is who? cursed. Oh, <gasps> right. Who? Wait, oh, who is?
5: Uh, like he what committed
4: the, suicide. He is—he's awaiting sentencing for uh, child pornography
5: charges. Oh, uh, pleading! Oh, he pled guilty actually. Oh, so that's—that's yeah. That's a good time to kill yourself, actually. Kristen,
4: I—they all I, do. God. They all do.
2: I do they have a, do. I have a question for you with regards to *A Shape of Water*, And pretty much that genre. About—do uh, you think that if they, if the sex roles were reversed, if it was an ugly woman with a good-looking guy, it would ever work?
4: Probably not.
0: Uh oh. We got a long
2: way to go.
4: Don't you think think we would sit there and be like, ah, so sexist?
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, you might be. So interesting. Kristen, great job today. It was wonderful. We agreed after five years. It was fantastic.
4: I think we've agreed on one other movie, but I'm going to have to try and remember what it was because it was probably
1: like four years ago. <laughs> well, that's right. We were supposed to
0: mark that day in history and we forgot to mark
4: I it.
1: I know. History. We didn't
4: mark it. We'll so mark this one in history because it's important.
1: We'll do it. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
4: Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. We'll be back, Tom. show.